Our slogan for today, we will take it from the book of Luke, uh, and that there, verse 39 to 52. Luke 2, verse 39 to 52. Are we there? Our topic, I have no pointers, 1, 2, 3, 4, and we just write through someone. Uh, the topic will be the spiritual development of our child. And it also supposes that for you to help your child become spiritual, that you as a parent, whether you are a teenager or a young adult, that you are engaged to the word of the Lord to, of course, impact your life. So as much as the Lord children, it's also about us as adults, doing a retrospect and a self-assessment in our lives. But then, verse <coughs> 39, the family returns to Nazareth. When they had completed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Canaan. To their hometown of Nazareth. This is an idea again, sorry. The boy grew up and became strong, filled with wisdom and God's grace was in him. Verse 41. Every year his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind Jerusalem. But his parents did not know it, assuming he was traveling with the party. They went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, complex sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Verse 7 And all those who had him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his mind saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why are you searching for me? He asked. Did you know that, that I had to be about my father's business? Verse 50. But they did not understand what he had said to them. You together? Amen. So, Jamie, how did So, the spiritual development of our children, uh, if I can pose a question as we begin this session. What is wrong with children today? It's an open session. What do you think is wrong with children today? Feel free. It's an egg class for somebody else. Anybody? What do you think is wrong with children today? Should I go into the email? Yes, ma'am. The dog is seven. Anybody else? Yes. Pardon? They're called Kababa. Kababa, Like X, very true. Anybody else has no children today? Two more people to follow. Feel free. A gentleman. I'm a man who don't have children. Who are always here. Anybody aspire to their dad? What is wrong with children today? Well, there's a grandmother in the house, my grandmother. Even when I think about what is wrong with me today? I connect Boko, meaning there's no discipline, in case you're online, you don't disagree. Last one. Going once. I think they're lonely. There? They're lonely. Wow, that's, that's deep. Stretch and go in front. Yeah, so in a nutshell, there is nothing wrong with children. There is nothing wrong with children. The only thing that is wrong is they're not being raised. That's the only problem. And so, please oppose 
Lord, that the parents are immediately and available to bring up these children. And you can see from this story that I've read, uh, by the time Jesus gets to the age of 12, it is a process that, because we are not told full details, the story of Luke on Isaac and Jesus' life is because Mary had kept these things in her heart. So it is a process that Mary perhaps shared the story with Luke. So for Luke, he's just giving a breakdown, and we assume that Mary and Joseph walked with Jesus. They actually took him maybe to Bible study, they had devotion in the house, as in they did everything uh, what a Christian woman is supposed to do when you raise up the children. And why is it is, if you look at uh, by the time you study 12 years old, uh, there's something in Israel community called Bambitzma. It's a very if, if you're from Western Kenya and Uje, it's, it's equivalent to circumcision. I'm sorry I'm using that example. But it's a big deal for Israelis. So about midnight is a matter the child over the years, from maybe the age of four, has been going through the Torah, the five books of the Old Testament, and they're supposed to memorize and understand it. So by the age of twelve, they're presented in front of the leaders of the church, and they're given an opportunity to read a, a short story, and they should also sound mind on the work that they're doing. So it's a big deal. So why are we doing this for our children? In regards to Deuteronomy 11, verse 18 to 19, it says, You shall therefore impress these words of mine in your heart and on your soul. You shall bind them as a sign in your hand, and they shall be frontals on your forehead. You shall teach them to your sons, you to children, talking to them when you sit in your house and you walk along the road, and when you lie down and you rise up. So, in the context of the prayer, as I said, we are presupposing that. Jesus, Joseph and Mary did this to Jesus. As in, by the time he came to the age of 12, he asked for a mitzvah of the official, uh, when he went to the official festival, it is supposed that Mary and Joseph literally took Jesus hand by hand and took him many discipleship or devotionals. You get the drift. So, what am I doing here? This will imply that for you as a parent, in accordance with Deuteronomy 11 and 8, I tune with the word of God. It is supposed that you, as an adult, are in tune with God's word. You internalize it, you read it, you memorize it, so that in time it's easy for you as a parent or a guardian to impress this word on the children. Because remember, we are the masters of these children. Children are gifts from God. And if you have a gift, what do you do a gift? You nurture it, you protect it. Basically, you look after it. So, in Deuteronomy, as we talk to impress this word and teach them, when you lie down, when you're walking, when you're standing, it basically means every opportunity, every single opportunity you have with your child, teach them. If you find an accident along the road and your child may be as interested as you with that, of course the first thing is, Alamam Shangao, oh my God, what has happened? But at that moment, teach your child, let's pray for the teacher. Let's remember that those who probably have lost their lives and have left their lives. Teach your children something. If you see something on the road, like a, a police taking a break or something, and your children are looking something. That's a teachable moment. Every moment is teachable. I remember there was one time we were reading the, the Old Testament in regards to uh, circumcision of Isaac. And of course, it's a case. And our daughter asked, What is circumcision? So my dad looked at me and she's like, hey, This is yours. You better take it off. Because remember, it's a teachable moment. And this is a child who's of age, she can comprehend, understand, and everything. So, I did what I was supposed to do because imagination came to you. I had a sweater, so I told her, 
you know what uh, tennis is? Because at this age you can't but the bees are you tell them that it is. And when you tell the child that it is, the first information that your child gets is an imprint in the mind. That's why you see every time your child comes to school for those of children, whatever teacher says is one. As a parent, you can't change that. So you at home be the first information for your child. So anyway, I went along and I didn't explain what the pain is in details, but she got the drift, that's the target part. So I pulled the sweater out, the long suit. Then I told her this is cut from the first thing you behind. Of course, she freaked out, like, oh my god, it was a great one. You can imagine. My wife was laughing, my wife was I think I should call her to give this story. But yeah, so we explained the whole thing, I'm sure we have But what I'm bringing out here, in the corner of the shop, in 1820, every moment is a teachable moment. Be the parent, be the guardian, be the adult, be the mature person that gives out the first correct information to your child. Because remember, these are convictions that your children need as they grow up. And this story that we read, I believe, as much as Jesus is the one, and believe that Mary and Joseph play an integral part in instilling these convictions in Jesus' life. Together? Live together? So historically, the home is under the guidance of parents, being, of course, a spiritual home. Uh, spiritual training of children after the home is uncommon. You agree? Many of us, you might age, you think, we did CID. How many remember CID? Whoever got saved from doing CID? No one. In fact, most of you, if I'm not sure, KCC, you did CID because you had to get. Shame on all you. Anyway. But as a great, it's very uncommon to find a spiritual, that uh, means to get spiritual guidance outside of home. So, for your children, just like Jesus, what Mary and Joseph did, be the spiritual guidance for children at home. I know this is a new year. We have uh, resolutions, we have plans, we set up goals and everything. If you can purposely involve God in all the activities, and also the purpose of a couple and as an individual, that every day you should do what uh, bubble marathon. I think the church we have one, we started one day. We have a Bible marathon for the year. Yes, we do. This is a group. I don't think she knows that. Yeah, but do this thing with your children. Dedicate some time at the evening. I know some of us are working. We get home, we are tired. Uh, we are hungry and everything. But dedicate, at least 30 minutes, read one chapter. Or even not, a chapter is too much, one verse. But do it with your children. And I cannot stress, be the first information for your children. May, may the spirituality of your children come from you as a parent. And that in hand will be when we come on shall be into God's word. Okay, there's, there's a need for parents to create an atmosphere in the home that is conducive for spiritual development. Together, you can see in this book, by the, before the age of 12, it's before that Jesus, his parents shared the promise of Jesus. Because look at verse 14. The boy grew up and he kept strong, filled with wisdom and God's grace with him. This is about for him to be filled with that wisdom, and I'm going to stress this for now, the parents walked with him. And probably some of us in this congregation, our parents probably walked with us in terms of spirituality. Uh, this Christmas was with my, my people, my folks, my dad. And something was brought out that I thought was amazing. My grandmother apparently has six children. So for her, every time she goes to church, she removes time for all her children. But no, I mean, it's just that something came out. And it brought back to mind 
the issue of Job. Remember Job, the story of Job, what he used to do with his children? He used to pray for the sins of his children on a daily basis. I used to how involved parents are, even grandparents, how involved they are. So it's upon us and those who want to become parents to take this mantle. Next slide, please. Remember, we have an enemy, the devil. He's bound to attack us on all levels. He lives peer pressure and control media, which is an addition to the We have these gadgets. When the child is uncontrolled, we have a daughter. Then God Jesus didn't have mobile phones back then. Because we had don't kids probably and pretending to be Roman empires. Ah, I'm Julius Caesar. But they were created. Then they played out. Our generation today, generation, I think we are experts there, I don't know. We tend to give our children everything. It's not bad. I'm not saying technology is bad, but control what as it minimizes the time and control what your child watches. But also, the media also has funny adverts, especially YouTube. Things just creep in. And you get, what's the English one? Subliminal messages. And these subliminal messages tend to stick. I remember the first time, uh, unfortunately, I ended up watching um, Paul Fick, who were talking about my friends when he was five. Oh, Spider-Man had just come out. The man of Spider-Man had come out of the movie. So uh, they were back then, Spider-Man was it. You know, they wanted to crawl up the wall with a boy. They were a dumb boy, because my wife, she used to play that sort of Spider-Man. I'm kidding. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so this guy had this day, and his parents were not at home. So he told us, hey, come. Have this Spider-Man and all just so we ran out of his house. Of course, VHS, VHS So the cassette was put in and we played it. So the cartoon starts nicely, Spider-Man, 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 in a split second, things changed. And what is something, yes, after 39, slowly it's too much. That image till today is imprinted. Till today. Uh, once in a while, you just come out of nowhere. That's how the enemy works. So be careful what you show your children. Or be careful what they show you. Because this game is not so This game is better. And just one task kill, steal, and destroy. That's his score. That's how. If the, if the head of the house falls into sin, the whole family will come home. Because once it's taken, you don't spend time with the Lord. And once you don't spend time with the Lord, down. Your wife will see you not reading the Bible, or you may say, ah, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Or your children also see that you're not spending time with the wife. And it becomes a spiral effect. It fades away slowly. Before time, by the time you reach month two, no one is reading the Bible in the house. No one is spending time with the Lord. And in the back of your mind, you think, hey, you need to go back to start reading the Word. But you never materialize it. So, commit yourselves to spending time with the Word for the sake of our children. Joshua decided that. And you all know the story. If it seems people uh, to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the monarchs in whose land you dwell. But as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. That is Joshua 2415. May this be a constant reign uh, in your the whole of this year. Even as you see now, is be with and be sentenced. May this also be a pillar for you this year. Let the Lord be the pillar for your life. In your home, in everything you do, may glorify the Lord and bring glory to His name. Together, people? Yes. Amen. The Christian faith is not a private matter, as we want to put it. Uh, it's a household matter. If you go through the Old Testament, 
Most guys used to meet in the home. That's how the early church started. Guys would meet in the homes. So again, I stress. Oh, sorry, I'm speaking. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. So yeah, it's a house of water. And uh, we go to church. It's good to come to church. We encourage to come to church, fellowship together. But let this condition start in the house. You know, spend time with the family. Even when people visit, we, we uh, my, our relatives are at home with us, two of them. And uh, there's, a, there's a Muslim lady, or my cousin, she converted to became Muslim. And a very basic answer, I'm going to that. But we trust the Lord that she will convert back. So she came to visit, and it was time for a devotion. So, of course, we yank up the Bibles and we're like, it's time. So, my daughter, she's 13 years old, teenager now, she has so many questions in Jerusalem. So, she comes up, she always goes to the man and she's like, Mom, would it be unfair for us to read the word to this Muslim? Uh, no, occupant in the house. So my wife told her in Archbishop, amen, told her she's now home and she has to do what we do. Okay? So of course we carry on to the Bible. The young girl was still there, she, I think she's 17 or 18. She listened through and everything, and ironically, and it changed here. She changed the information. But what I'm trying to say, as much as the house of matter, do not be embarrassed of the word. Whomever is in your house, can decide devotion, decide devotion. And apologetically, never feel embarrassed about the word of God. If someone will want to step up to the house, well, it will give them time, let them step up, but encourage them. Uh, we are constantly reminded the Bible was not made for Christian, it was made for all mankind. That's how. So, what has continued? It's a community matter. God holds the parents responsible for the upbringing of children. And remember, as much as I'm talking about children, as a parent, as a teenager, as a young adult, you also think about your life. This has to impact your life also. Because for you to impact the next generation, or impact your friend, or your neighbor, or even your guardian, estate, or anybody, even Mamboga, a piece of also that you still and choose the one of God. Together? <coughs> so, there are things that we do as adults. We watch rated movies, you know, we tend to step all small, and they all drink. And uh, I'm paraphrasing here. But as Christians, we are permitted to do everything, but that, not everything is beneficial. So, but remember, your child, when they see you smoke drinking, for them, they know it's good. Even though you put half a glass of wine or whatever and add water, for them they think drinking is cool. So the next few moments you find them the whole bottle of wine. Because they see black and white. For them it's, it's pretty clear black and white. They see you smoking and they think it's cool to smoke. So some of these liberties that they enjoy, it's a high time that we keep them up. Okay? I'm speaking also to myself. Uh, this the past year I've been struggling to put a tattoo. I really want a tattoo. Uh, we go back and forth. And then you know they go to the book, the Old Testament, and you try and you know then you can come. I believe all of you read the word of God. It's a fair the word of God. You look at it, it gives you a different meaning. The next day you look at it, it gives you another meaning. So I'm looking at the Old Testament, you get some tattoos, and then I'm trying to convince myself that it's okay to have a tattoo. And so I came up with the theory that in the Old Testament, when they say they don't put tattoos to your body, they are talking about putting tattoos of people who are dead. That's what we're talking about. I know it's fine. But still, I'm saying that everything is permissible, but it's not beneficial. Because I put a tattoo right now, and I'm not saying you don't want to tattoo fine, it's okay. This is just me struggling with my own issues and uh, convictions. If you put a tattoo, you may be like TT Jakes, 
as if people are going and look up to you. And then there's a fresh believer who's joined the church and probably he's been wanting to have a tattoo. So he finds to suggest that tattoo from year to year. And he will not understand or know why it rejects for the tattoo. Maybe it rejects for the tattoo before the program. You get me? So this is the idea of the church and thinking if TD has a tattoo, why not she have it? So there are things that we do and we think they will not affect somebody else. And I'm glad my wife has been a constant reminder because uh, she's been sticking her foot down and saying, no, she'll not have a tattoo. But she got support from another very good friend of mine and was hammered a good one. So not a tattoo for me. But I'm trying to bring out, as much as everything is permissible, not everything is beneficial. And as you think of this verse, think of your children. Because what they see you doing, to them they see it's cool, but it's okay. You may have your reasons why you're doing it, but they don't know why you're doing it. They look at you and think it's cool. And probably that's one of the reasons why we say schools are burning down. Children are controllable. Because probably at home, Mzadi uh, are too, mother and father doing something, and the child thinks it's okay. Let me give a story. Uh, when my first daughter joined an high school, we had a mistress called Mrs. Wambogo. Lovely woman. So every, you know, the schools, schools these days, you know, forces are planning to attend, whether they're ready or not, monthly progress of your child. So she calls all the parents to school, and she's like, uh, parents, I need to talk to you. So some, everything you do in your house, every nitty-gritty issue, even the secrets you do, we know as teachers. Because children report back, oh, my mom did this, me, me, me. So at this one time, because this child goes and controls the young boy, kindergarten, uh, these are three, two, two, two and a half, three, four years old. But this young boy would beat girls in class, physical. So the, the teachers wonder what is going on. So they talk to the boy, ah, leave me alone, and he'd insult the female teachers. It's a male teacher, he'd not react. So the prof father, prof father, found out, unfortunately, the father used to clobber the mother, domestic violence at home. So the child seen this, he says it's okay to have ladies. So he carried the same time to school. So what the teacher was just bringing up is be careful what you do at home. And this is, I'm just pointing out the point of beneficial and not I mean, permissible but not beneficial. They're together? Yeah. So remember, children always see black and white. They practice what they see and tend to go overboard. Consider giving up some of the liberties. I can't stress that in the family. Uh, <coughs> look for a church that is good for the whole family. Good worship, challenging in terms of uh, Sunday school, fits uh, your spirituality, allows you to serve, has a good youth for the young, for, for the teenagers. And now I'm bringing out from our summer, but you can see by the time Jesus was turning 12, his parents used to go to the festival. But they, 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 as much as they were going to the festival, they never carried Jesus with them, because it was only for adults, I guess you know, they done. From Jerusalem to Nazareth, it was like one day's one day walk. So proud for a young child that would be too much. But I want to also believe in my heart that back at home, he saw his parents you know, reading the Bible, probably calling the other family relatives, praying together, doing uh, what his friends do, but then, but then translated to us, you know, you're fully involved in the world. So by the time Jesus came to the age of 12, it was, according to their custom, this is the time now, he was ready to present it to holy members of the society. And for him, if you go on further away, he says, he questioned even the leaders of the church. That was the suppose that having gone through the books, the Torah and everything, he was very informed. And for sure, the parents did a good job. For the people of the world, he has come with everyone. True? So get your child, even you yourself as an adult, to a church that feeds your soul, feeds your spirit. 
involved yourself in things of the church, even as a pastor here, as a leader this morning, with many problems that are there, do something. You know, just get involved. I know some of us are introverts, like me, but just get yourself out there. I'm an introvert. I'm serious, I'm an introvert. So, you can start off from ages 0 to 5, or any number. They can, I know our food there is zero. Uh, mothers and houses, just, just to tell you how much children you can, you can teach a child, an instructor child. If you're a mother's house, you remember when you were breastfeeding a child. At one point, when they get food, they don't tell you the food, they can't communicate. What do they do? So you? They spit out the teeth. <laughs> who knows the that? Honestly, who teaches the that, that? Nobody. Or extreme scenarios, they will bite. And you're there. But who's teaching the child this? Okay? So that if they can learn this activity, that means they're teachable. And if they're teachable, that means they can instruct them. So as a parent, instruct them. Of course, don't use heavy vocabularies. I don't think no, 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 no. Become a song. No, 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 you know. But you know, these are at this stage are very teachable. So at this stage, I encourage you. Have even two kids. Sing the hymns. Of course, our generation will be really sing the hymns. But we have good songs. There are many Christian songs that you can listen to. Uh, Maverick and the Lights, uh, Custom Crown. Put these songs in your house. Maybe children, you know, here you see them. Scripture memory. It's very important to have scripture memory with children. If you don't know how to do your scripture memory, like uh, for example, John 316, Jesus. Right. So, uh, <laughs> Again, you. Uh, So, remember this picture of us when I teach you. How do you teach a child to do this and how do you teach yourself to manage? Look at that class and start with the first uh, sentence. Say it five times as you read from the Word of God. Say it five times. Then, when you're done with that, look anywhere in the sky, try and memorize it five times. The same one. Start with the scripture, it's the memory. Uh, like that. Yeah, 316. Start with that. Then, move the whole class. After you do that five times, close the book. Now, imagine. And all this time you speak loud to yourself so that you can hear. We tend to remember things when we speak. So speak to yourself so that you can internalize it. When you do that 15 times, those three different stages, you've, of course, you began the first stage of memory scripture. So teach this to yourself and teach it to your children. Do your memory scripture verses. Prayer. Prayer is very important. As I began in someone, in every moment, every opportunity, pray with your children. If you have struggles, of course, something private, but pray about it. Let your children see you related to God for any kind of problem that you have. If it's finances, if it's school fees, kind of what is a ruler that you get. Pray about it. It may seem illogical for them why you care about a ruler, and mommy and daddy can buy this ruler. But just pray about it. Let them get the culture that prayer solves everything. And ask them to come immediately, because God is not Santa Claus. I much to teach them a But let them, you can teach them to expect that prayer answers get get answered or there's delay and there's delay and it becomes much better fulfillment in that prayer but teach them about prayer uh, listen to Christian music I'm very stressed on that in the car at home if you do public transport once in a while like me get earphones they have have funky earphones and stuff because sometimes when I'm again on the station you can really take this out indulge yourself with your earphones you know occupy your mind I know you're going to have seen you <laughs> Let your life be transparent. 
children should fall. Remember, next slide please. Children see, monkey see, monkey do. So yeah, let your children see that the man will back in the living room. Don't hide. It's your home, man. Why are you hiding in your house? Let your daddy, your husband, just see you in that bedroom. You don't know if you may pack their lives in a funny way. Share latest verses with each other. Check with each other once in a while. I'm glad my daughter is 13 years old. Once in a while, she just throws out verses. And I'm thinking, what is Kumuki? But since I'm a dad, I can't tell you. I don't know. You've got it wrong, but I'm praising that text is correct. So I'm going to run my own check. But do this, do this with your children. Prepare your own studies. Like now, we're starting to talk about the but they knew I was starting to do as a teaching level. Let mom and dad sing something in church, you know, uh, speaking publicly, giving testimonies. These are things that we've, you know, it has gone. Uh, my, home, my hometown is Uganda, Mali, lovely town, you're welcome. There's plenty of food. We, we attended the church there, and church service in Chicago is not one hour, it's like five hours. It's so bad, Paka, and my grandmother said, came and said, we like to give excuses not to go to church. It was a whole day's affair. But if you attend church in Chicago, this day is not a testimony. Not even present worship, testimony. And then there are other moments in Zah, then you can see the zeal and zest of them thanking the Lord. Oh, Jana, Nome, Pata, Mapacha, Sasa, And now city people are thinking, why are you wasting that time? But for them, it's a big deal. I hope in our lives, you know, they have to be a good way, but be a good practice. At your workstations, your family members, your friends, if you have a testimony, share it. You know, you don't know who you might encourage along the way, but share this testimony. And let your children see you giving these testimonies, no matter how small it is. Your child can pass an exam, you know, make that to be a testimony for them, that they manage to exams. Hmm? If they can't fast like me, I'll try this here, and you do one day, that's a testimony. You together? Let them see mom and dad pray together. It's a good trait. And also you can include them in the prayers. They are popular with small, they will be praying for food, for chips and stuff like that. It's still a prayer. Encourage it. You together? We continue. And following this, we talk about Christmas and New Year. Use these opportunities for Christmas to choose, you know, enhance or rather demystify some of these things you do. Christmas, we all know Jesus is not born in December. It was cold. It was cold. December is cold. There's no way in Israel in December. The huntsmen and the shepherds will be also in the sheep. It's cold. That's an answer. That's a long story. Easter has been mystified. We need to be mystified. So, on this particular day, such holidays, as much as you can family, draw them back to the word of the Lord. Tell them about you know, what this is all about the death of Jesus Christ. He went to the cross, raised in the two days. It was Christmas. In Luke 1, of course, because it's Luke 7, it starts with the word to provoke the birth of Jesus. Do this with your children. Even though they are family members, do not be embarrassed and say, enforce and tell people why Christmas and what Christmas is about. It's not about Santa Claus, there's no guy like that. That's a folk story from Russia somewhere. But yeah, that's a discussion from my day. Now the Roman, the Roman Empire distorted all this in their own road. From age 6 and above, you know, be not just started from 0 to 5. Choose character of a doctrine and choose to find a stage. Be consistent in going to church with your kids. Continue in scripture memory. Never tire. You know, continue with whatever you're doing. I don't know. So you're just building up a bit. Because when they grow older, these convictions, they will not depart from them even when they're older. A good scenario is the, the prodigal son. As much as he wanted to work, he went out there and everything. We want to believe that his father 
because from the way he sees it in the lab, had taught him all the scriptural verses in accordance to the law of Moses. So by the time he went out there and did all this behaving, he dawned on him. One and a second ago, our dad loves him back home. He provides for everything. Those convictions will help to steer up our children. Remember, as parents, and I think it's older people who are aspiring adults, our, child, our, our parents are playing the problem with the natural the daughters of the way of the Lord, and sooner or later they release us. Same way as parents release our children. Whatever they find out there as adults, we have no control over. Yes, we don't know what happened in the world, but it goes out. But remember, the world of God is alive and active. Sharper than a double-edged sword. This world is still permitting the hearts, and sooner or later one day they will come back. And when they come back, we invest them. Just the same as adults, we see, you know, we break things, we do things, we commit, we fall into temptation and stuff, but the Lord Jesus Christ is always ready to bless us. Let's build these convictions for our children. So as we get older, uh, social standing and success that we see from the story of Jesus, uh, we see that he became, you know, a guy who was sound of mind, you know, he was focused, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And according to verse 7, I'm going to read for you, yeah, but when they say there was something his understanding and his answers. So let your child be involved in social activities. If they are introvert like me, you know, don't force them to come up, but just create a kind of where they can drag other people. Help them in their social life, help them in their academics and their work with God. The spiritual activities are set at home, you know, get activities for your children and also yourself in life where you can interact. Coming to church is a good thing, this is a community at large. And when you come together, interact together. It builds up. Let the children see us communicating about the things the Lord has done for us and build each other up and those for the sake of our children. Spiritual activity of stress and love for the church. And then let your children reap the benefits of our Christian parents. Let your kids be the ones that stand out in public because of their Christian heritage. And their life is going to improve. For, for I can give an example. All of us, if we spend a lot of time with the Lord, it impacts our lives. And things happen in our lives and we're thinking, wow, thank God, you know. But the moment you can get away from God, I don't think things go south and wonder what is going on. True or false? So the same for our children, involving kids in the world of God, you know. Get involved with them. Once in a while you get a copy from someone like, hey, I let my child in his, I'm my child in that. That's a heritage you really see from the children. And as a parent, you feel proud of yourself, but only pray for the best of you. Put it back to the Lord. And continue to watch you. Good one? Yeah, so that comes the end of our sermon. I hope it was beneficial. And as we move forward, I pray that, uh, you know, as an adult, get involved in God. If you're an adult, stick involved with the Lord. If you're a parent, for the sake of impacting these uh, convictions to the children, spend time with the Lord. Create some time. It's at the beginning of the year. You don't have to be a resolution for every day. It's your habit. Spend time with God so that you can teach, train, and impact this knowledge to children. Thank you.
Uh, I was recently convicted. I'm a new dad, and I was recently convicted when, uh, with my wife. Um, I learned that proximity does not necessarily mean availability. And uh, this happened when uh, I'm babysitting and I have my phone with me, I'm busy. And so here she asked me a question, she asked me, uh, are you spending time with Amani? Amani is my daughter. Are you spending time with Amani or is Amani accompanying you while you're using your phone? Can I repeat the question? Are you spending time with the money or is the money accompanying you when you are using your phone? That hit home and I repented and um, since that day things changed. So thank you very much and uh, once again and uh, parents, uh, whether you are parent or not, this year is going to be a very uh, strange year but take heart. There's a lot that is going to happen and um, there's some things that you mentioned. Um, let me call it the law of demonstration. That our children are going to watch us closely as we how we respond to situations, how we respond to issues, how we respond to anxieties, how we respond to challenges. So my prayer is that let's have that at the back of our mind. You may not be a parent, but you are an auntie, you are an uncle, you know, you are a big sister. Their children around you. So my prayer is that we are going to be good examples for our children. Our children are going to uh, pick up anchoring principles from how we live, how we talk, how we relate with them. Amen. Amen. God bless you so much.
and forevermore. Amen. You're blessed even as you go through the week. Say hello to one or two people and remain blessed throughout the week.